Hi everyone, welcome to the Real Estate Red Zone, brought to you by the Texas Real Estate Research Center at Texas A&M University. I'm Haley Reeder Wiley, Communications Specialist. Today is Wednesday, April 13th, 2022. On this day in 1709, an expedition led by two Franciscan fathers reached the site of what is now San Antonio and named the nearby springs San Pedro Springs. The two, escorted by 14 soldiers and a Spanish captain, had set out from San Juan Bautista to befriend the Tejas natives on the Colorado River. Now on to today's podcast. Indicators along the Texas-Mexico border pointed toward economic progress during 2021, boosted by solid employment growth and increased construction values. Supply chain disruptions prevailed throughout the year, leading to decreased manufacturing worldwide. Additionally, longer wait times at the border amid enhanced security and non-essential travel restrictions contributed to a sizable decrease in trade passing through Texas overland ports. While housing demand was robust throughout the year, depleted inventory, accelerating home prices, and inflation threatened affordability and challenged the region's housing market and the economy more broadly. What exactly happened along the border last year, and what's in store for 2022? Joshua Robertson, Texas Real Estate Research Center lead data analyst, is here to share his insights. Thanks for being here. As always, thanks for having me. How has movement across the border in 2021 compared to 2020? And are border crossings expected to hit pre-pandemic levels soon? Uh, well, I mean, 2021 was a lot better than the year prior. Uh, a lot of it because, you know, just the state of COVID. Um, but it's still, it still hasn't quite recovered um, to, to, to pre-COVID levels. So we are seeing more... Uh, vehicle crossings. Uh, we're seeing more people on on, on, on foot uh, crossing over, but uh, it still has a long ways to go. And, you know, part of that's COVID. Part of it's also probably just kind of the state of the Mexican economy. It got hit pretty hard during COVID. Uh, it was probably their worst recession, you know, at least in 10, you know, 15 years. So, um, and so that probably has, you know, a combination of the two, you know, uh, had a lot to do with it. Um but it's moving in the right direction. So, um, in terms of going forward, you know, you know, you still COVID's a thing, so that, that's that's going to have an impact. But um, I think probably the bigger thing going forward is going to be inflation. So more of the demand side, um, you know, people having the means to cross over and, and buy all our goods. So, over the past few months, we've heard a lot about supply chain disruptions across the world. How has that affected trade values and the border economies as a whole? So, yeah, there's certainly been a lot of supply chain disruptions. Uh, of course, I'll, I'll add in again COVID um, since they've been, you know, intertwined. Um, you know, with the, with the production at the Maquiladoras, um, you know, it's just kind of a reminder that we still very much live in a global economy. Um, something like, you know, uh, automotive parts. Um, you know, while a lot of parts are still are sourced in North America currently, you know, all it takes is one needed part to kind of stall the whole process. So there's definitely been supply chain uh, disruptions. But but again, COVID, you know, it's been tough because they've had to, you know, uh, lock down 
the uh, the factories, you know, tell people to go home. And of course, that's been tough uh, for the locals there. Um, but in terms of, you know, the end result, I mean, yeah, there, there hasn't been. We're still trying to recover uh, the, the import export balance. Uh, again, going back to the uh, the recession, that really uh, you know kind of took the mix and paid so uh, into the wrong direction. It's still trying to recover. It's getting closer uh, to what it was, but uh, it still has not quite recovered. So uh, you just add the mix of those three things, and you know it's still trying to kind of get back to where it was. Are the conflict in Ukraine and subsequent Russian sanctions expected to affect trade across the Texas Mexico border? If it does, I don't think it's really going to show up on many radars. I mean, again, you can have that one part that you need. Uh, I, I was reading earlier that apparently Ukraine is a big spot for uh, wire um, little harnesses. So like when you when you open up and you change your little fuses, you got the little the harnesses that hold the wires. Mm-hmm. I, did, I didn't know that. But, you know, again, shows just how specialized uh, that those vehicles are. Uh, whether or not that, that gets noticed, I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, you know, of course, Russia's big uh, export is going to be oil, but North America, we get a lot of our oil. You know, they're not big oil partners with us. So, and of course, um, you know, the the trade relationship between Mexico and the U.S. is considerably bigger um, and improving. Uh, Mexico did retake the spot of number two trade partner. Uh, it was kind of a fight between them and Canada. So. Yes, no. Uh, I'm sure there's some disruption, but I'm, I'm not sure it's, it's really going to get felt. How did employment on both sides of the border fare in 2021, and what's the outlook for 2022? So I touched up a little bit on employment uh, on the border, uh, again, with a lot of it because of COVID. Um, you know, there's a lot of lost production uh, on, 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 the, on the Mexico side of the border. Uh on the north side, I mean, we're still recovering. Uh, for the most part, McAllen and Brownsville have have recovered, and a lot of that has to do with you know, uh, of course, trade industries bouncing back, retail uh, bouncing back. Uh, but then, uh, furthermore, uh, in McAllen you got a lot of construction, and then in both you have uh, kind of a resurgence in in professional and business services. So I wasn't able to get drilled down specific, but if it's anything like kind of the, the Texas trend, there's been a lot of uh, kind of tech-heavy jobs that have grown. And, you know, if, if that's the case down there, I mean, you can certainly get paid pretty good dollar and, and live, you know, uh, it, it's, it's a lot cheaper down there. So you can certainly live like a king down there. Um, in terms of El Paso and Laredo, um, you haven't seen as much of the push from the professional and business services. So, uh, they're still trying to recover. Um, retail, you know, trade has has, it has improved, but I think without the professional business service sectors kind of boosting over the edge, they're still uh, should be recovering in the next in the next few months. What's in store for the border housing markets? Well, so far for this year, uh, housing has slowed down some, um, partially because the year before housing was really good, so it's going to be hard to one up. Uh, that, but in general, um, you know, things are expected to slow down, um, at least on the demand side, because mortgage rates are are increasing, uh, and of course, the border is no different than everywhere else. Um, and I mean, there has been a loss of affordability even on the border, so I mean, that eventually is just going to uh, add up. Uh, right now, Brownsville appears to be lagging uh, this year compared to, to last year. 
Uh, and then neighboring McAllen is actually ahead of last year. So that's that's kind of the latest news on the border housing. Well, thanks again for coming on. As always, it's a pleasure. Thanks again, Josh. For more, check out the latest Texas Border Economy Report. We post a link to the monthly report on our podcast webpage and in the YouTube description box. Don't forget to subscribe to email updates so you always know when the latest report is published. For more housing data, check out our Texas Housing Insight Report. This monthly report is a summary of important economic indicators that help discern trends in the Texas housing markets. Read the publication online for free and subscribe to email notifications so you know when the latest is published. While you're on our website, check out our research library. It includes a wide variety of research reports and articles. Latest topics include how proximity to downtown affects urban land prices, materials escalation clauses, the Build Back Better Act, Texas rural land market developments, and more. The link is on our podcast webpage. Did you know the Center's Land Conference is returning to San Antonio? Registration is now open for the 31st Annual Outlook for Texas Land Markets. This two-day conference provides information on a variety of legal, economic, social, and natural resources issues influencing current land market dynamics. It will be on April 28th and 29th, 2022, at the Hyatt Regency San Antonio Riverwalk. Trek Legal Update 1 will be offered after the conference on Friday, April 29th. To learn more and to register, click the link on our podcast webpage. That's going to be it for today's podcast. If you're looking for more from the Texas Real Estate Research Center, head to our website. That's www.recenter.tamu.edu. There, you'll find the latest data, research articles, blogs, news, and more. For more Texas real estate news, subscribe to Recon, our bi-weekly newsletter. You'll get all the biggest stories sent straight to your inbox every Tuesday and Friday. The link is down below. To stay up to date on when articles are published on our website, follow the Texas Real Estate Research Center on social media. You can find us with the handle at RECenterTX on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. For more podcasts like these, you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or to our YouTube channel. All podcasts are also available for free on our website. Thanks for joining us today in the Real Estate Red Zone, brought to you by the Texas Real Estate Research Center in College Station, Texas, where we've been helping Texans make the best real estate decisions since 1971. This is Haley Reader Wiley, and I'll see you next time. Bye.